From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We're continuing on the women's leadership front today from a networking lens with Bridget Holcomb of the Women, Food, and Agriculture Network. With a learning model based on empowerment and connecting with each other, how can we support more women with their hands in the soil? No podiums, no speakers. We do this through social interaction. Bridget serves as the executive director of the Women, Food, and Agriculture Network. She received her Master's of Public Affairs with an emphasis on nonprofit management from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Prior to that, she worked in sustainable agriculture advocacy at the Michael Fields Agricultural Institute and the Illinois Stewardship Alliance. A native of northern Minnesota, Bridget has focused her work on clean water, soil conservation, and making a sustainable living from the land. We are here with Bridget Holcomb of the Women, Food, and Agriculture Network, talking about, again, women farmers, but in a way that is so... I was going to call it second nature, but it's basically what the Women Food and Ag Network is founded on, is that network principle, right? That we are, as women, stronger together, and we naturally do those sort of things. Yeah. But historically, at least from a farming perspective, education, training hasn't been designed for us, really. Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> you know, and part of that is because of the USDA census. I, I I love this story that there have been two times in our history that women have popped up on the, the USDA ag census. And the first was the census changed from who is the farmer of this farm to multiple slots who are the farmers. And suddenly all of these women popped up. And then the second was um, the the definition of what a farmer was changed a bit and uh, was more inclusive, was more inclusive of, of smaller farms, like acreage size and, and the, and the kind of crops that were, were being grown, etc. And all of a sudden, all of these women popped up again. And I think it, it says so much about we women have been here all of the time. We have just been under the radar most of the time and uh, really largely being ignored. So what we have learned has been through networking and passing on to each other. Because what you just mentioned, those two instances with the census, that was fairly recently, right? We're not talking 100 years ago. Oh, no, that was like that was like 15 and 50 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and that's funny, too. I was sometimes have to step back and chuckle when we even talk about this new movement of women farmers and all of that. Like, we've been growing food forever. And when you look worldwide, women are the farmers. (laughs) And somehow in America, we got that backwards. But for us to really nurture successfully more women farmers and be recognized and bottom line have 
successful, vibrant businesses, we do need to look at women farmer training through a different lens, right? Like you do. I mean, it's not cookie cutter, one size fits all. So how, what would be some elements that are different in how women learn and how we can best amplify our training and knowledge? Yeah. You know, the first is it, you always have to start with empowerment. And when you get a group of men together and say, I'm going to teach you this, then um, you you can just generally jump right into teaching that. But f- we found through our Harvesting Our Potential program, which is our beginning farmer training program for women, we have to start with let, getting all of the women to sit in a circle and talk about where they're at and their experiences. Because often women who have dreams of farming or taking over the family farm or whatever it is for them often haven't spoken that out loud yet. So being able to hear from other women that they are not alone, that can empower these women to to say, okay, I can become a farmer. Now I'm ready. What do I need to, to know to be able to, to do this successfully? And what you just said about sitting in a circle when you do that is so indicative of how we work best, right? No podiums, no no speakers. We do this through social interaction. And to make those statements, like you just said, and articulate dreams that other people may have never heard before and do it in that setting, knowing people literally have your back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's huge. And and then our our next step is to do on-farm mentorships with women who are successful farmers because you working directly with women who are succeeding and doing this, we hear from from the the women who go through this program is some of the most empowering um, weeks that they have gone through to to make them realize their farming dream. So different than traditional teaching settings, right? I mean, as far as right. a lecture or even a book or a test or a traditional land-grant university kind of route may not be the best fit for women. Right. And we, <laughs> I often get... I often get phone calls or, or emails saying, um, hey, we've got this um, training program or we're going to learn about this or that. Can you bring your women? And I always find this a ridiculous <laughs> question because like, like it, they're not like in my closet. It's not like I can just be like, yes, I'll bring my women. And, and the other thing is like, you're asking me to turn out women to a space that hasn't been designed for women. It has been designed for men and and if I send women into that environment, they will feel intimidated and clam up and not get the information out of it. So even when we, um, you know, work with um, with extension, for example, to do um, business planning, so women can actually draft their farm business plans. We make sure that those are all women environments, uh, so that they can truly share their visions with each other and help develop and help each other develop their visions. I really have, uh, I would say, both learned and experienced and appreciated that women-only setting through some of the projects that Moses and the Women Food Network have cross-pollinated on over the years, like the Women Caring for the Land yes. program, where we bring together women landowners for conservation, well, I don't even call it training, it's just conservation connections, really, right? Yes. But it's an all-women setting, and we bring in female staff from all of the USDA acronyms of NRCS and <laughs> yeah. It is so empowering. 
especially for uh, say senior women who may not have been in that setting. I I love how people open up when women know it's a safe space. Yes, I just got I just heard the best story from one of our women caring for the land trainings. Um a a a man actually um went to one of the USDA acronyms, I can't remember. Um and went to one of the women who came to um our training, helped us put on this training, and she thought, Oh my goodness, he is gonna come to me and say, like, where's my men's only space? Or where, you know, why are you spending your time doing this? And instead he said to her, Thank you for doing this. My wife attended. And it was the first time that she and I were able to talk about farming. Wow. And I think that says so much about the information can be available to us. The information can be everywhere. The information could be in um, the husband's head. And yet we women, because we've been omitted from farming and omitted from decision making for, for some of these women for decades and decades, we need to have that space where where women realize I can do this. It is okay. And then once they're open, then like get out of their way. Yeah. It's interesting too. Do you sometimes see this? I, I sometimes encounter younger women, like women right out of school, 20s, early 20s, who sometimes question why we do women only settings. Yes. And why do we need this? We're kind of like we're past this or aren't we done and da-da-da-da. And I've learned to appreciate their perspective from the sense of just getting them to something. Because I think too often, even younger women, they just haven't experienced that empowerment within a woman-only setting. And we get them to one of our trainings and they're 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 hooked. But I often have to convince uh, women to give it a try. Same. That it, yeah. Same. Because – and, and – Part of me is hopeful that, well, the next generations aren't dealing with the same, you know, institutional sexism that um, the older generations are having to deal with. But um, part of me is also noticing that these women are showing up for our events and then keep coming back so that there is something even for them, even for, uh, you know, incredibly empowered women, there is something about a women's only space that... The, that nurtures them in some way that yeah. they, they're not getting elsewhere. And by default, in doing that, you are uh, creating intergenerational cross-pollination too that yes. doesn't happen normally. Doesn't happen doesn't enough. Happen, doesn't happen enough, that's for sure. We had a situation at one of our local women in ag potlucks where we had a, a young millennial farmer and a woman in her 70s who just hit it off as friends and the millennial got the senior woman on Instagram. <laughs> and, I love it. <laughs> and this the the senior woman is taking off. I mean, she calls herself the Instagram and is <laughs> posting. I mean, but she has found her medium. And I share that as an example because that's again inherent in what we do in our approach together is wherever you are on your journey, you bring something to the plate. Do you yes. know, this isn't like the senior women farmers need to train the younger. There's, right. There's elements of that by all means, but it also goes the other way too. I, when you create absolutely. that setting, yeah, yeah, we don't uh, we don't have enough of that for sure. So I guess my question is, do we need to have some more fundamental 
changes in how we are training women farmers or I mean they women come through different means I realize that and there are still women going to going to the land-grant universities and that may work for right I don't mean to 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 diss that by any means but um what would you change even more if you could yeah you know when when I think of all of the women who have these secret dreams to become farmers and and just aren't pursuing them because they think it's not for them and they're not speaking these dreams out loud um I just I think, what percentage of those women are we actually getting to right now? And if we could get to them all, holy cow, how different would agriculture look? And so I love to, I I would love to get every single woman who has a dream about becoming a farmer. And I, I should also say that we find of the, the women that, that come into the door saying, yep, I, I you know, I have this dream, um, about 30% drop out in the the first couple of years as they get experience they say oh wait nope this isn't for me we consider that uh those cases a win as well because we're we're getting women to recognize okay this isn't for me but i can help in in food and egg in other ways before they you know sink a whole bunch of money into yeah or quit a job or whatever but 70 percent go on to say i am i'm ready to go um and so I think I think about that. I also think of, you know, we don't have good numbers, but best guess, about half of the farmland in the U.S. is owned by women. Yeah. And a huge proportion of that is um, the woman, the 65 and up women who were not managing the land until the day their husbands or brothers or fathers died and suddenly they had all of this land and it's being rented out to a farmer almost always a man and it's even though she is the land owner and he is the the renter and in all situations where i've rented before like i have been the the one who you know has to play by all of the rules in agriculture it's flipped it's the the men who are renting, who have all of the power. Um, so And dictate the terms. And dictate the terms. And and yet, when we do outreach to these women and ask them, what do you want for your land? Um, you, know, you know this as well. Women go marching out the door and are, are ready to, to have conversations about uh, soil health and conservation and enrolling in USDA programs. And within six months, over half of them have already taken a conservation action. And and I think about how many women landowners are uh, are out there and how different it would be if we could get to all of them. So... If your question, like, what could we do differently? We know what works. We we know the incredible power that women bring to, to changing agriculture to the better. We just need to unleash more of that power. Excellent. <laughs> All right. We will do that together. Thank you, Bridget. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots Project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable, organic system of agriculture. 
For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.